Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. Today, we're going to look at one of the oldest musical institutions in the state of Michigan. Michigan's oldest continuously operating orchestra played its first concert on February 16, 1899. Conductor John B. Martin combined the local German orchestra and his music students for that performance. Martin would go on to conduct the all-volunteer orchestra for the next 40 years. Over the years, the orchestra evolved under the leadership of many different conductors and musicians and became the Battle Creek Symphony. Today, I have a guest joining me, Anne Harrigan from the Battle Creek Symphony, and she's going to share with us some of the organization's amazing history as they enter their 125th season. So welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you for joining me today. This is uh, quite a momentous season you have coming up. Well, thank you, Michael. It is very exciting, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Uh, We've got our opening concert on September 30th, and it's a fantastic opportunity to celebrate not only the history of the Battle Creek Symphony, but the history of Battle Creek in general. Awesome. Awesome. So, Anne, could we start by having you introduce yourself? What, what role do you have with the Battle Creek Symphony, and how did you come to be involved with the organization? So I am the music director of the Battle Creek Symphony. I've been the music director for 20 years now. This is my 20th season. And I came to the Battle Creek Symphony because I had moved to Michigan. Uh, my husband was starting to work at a new company in Grand Rapids called the Van Andel Institute. You might have heard of it. I don't know. It's a research institute. Yeah. And so uh, I I looked around, talked around, and found out there was an opening here in Battle Creek, and I was fortunate to have been chosen for the position. Wow. Wow. So could we go into some of the early history of the symphony? We certainly can. So the Battle Creek Symphony, as you said, was founded in 1899. As you said it perfectly, it was a a combination of uh, Martin's German Orchestra and his students. And the first program, we actually have a copy of that. And it had a number of uh, short pieces, including a piece by Pablo de Sarasate, which we're going to be playing on a concert on September 30th. Wow, so it's going to be kind of the historic connection to the original concert. Actually, we're, yes, and we are going to be performing uh, pieces. Uh, we call it um, 125 Years of Music in 90 Minutes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to be performing pieces from every single decade, along with uh, an animated movies uh, from images from the different decades and also historic photos from Battle Creek. Wow. So who were some of the other notable conductors maybe that um, were part of the symphony over the years? So um, Mr. Gould, uh, Martin Gould was uh, one of the really strong forces in the orchestra. I was going to say Matthew Savory, and I know that's not true. He was here for our 100th anniversary and was beloved as he was also on the faculty. So the notable conductors of the Battle Creek Symphony uh, were first uh, Raymond Gould. Uh, uh, he led the first orchestra concert at W.K. Kellogg Auditorium, which happened to be on December 7th, 1941. 
actually, in the next eight years, there were quite a few conductors. Four conductors followed. And then in 1968, William Stein uh, became the music director. And in 1989, my predecessor, Matthew Hazelwood, took over the baton, and he brought a lot of things like semi-staged operas, uh, interesting commissioned works, and also began the partnership with the Gilmore International Keyboard Festival. Wow. So was 1941 the first time that they used the W.K. Kellogg Auditorium? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The building was, was built quite a bit earlier, but it was actually the very first concert at W.K. Kellogg Auditorium was on December 7th. Interesting. And that's where you continue to perform today, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the hall was renovated in, I believe, 2005, which has been a lovely renovation, and it's it's a, a favorite of our audiences. People are very impressed when they come to see it from all over the place with the Art Deco look that it has, and also the acoustics are really quite wonderful. Right. So does the, the symphony also travel and do performances around the state or the country? or? Uh, just around the state. Uh, we have performed up in Grand Rapids during COVID. We've performed a couple times in Marshall, Michigan. Uh, it's, and we perform, uh, we'll be performing at Harper Creek uh, this year. Uh, but generally, our home is in Battle Creek. Okay. And over the years, I imagine you've had a tremendous amount of um, musicians or performers that have uh, come through the symphony. Did any of them go on to some sort of a notable success? Well, interestingly enough, as we went through our archives, um, we found a program with Chet Atkins. Wow. But it doesn't have the date. Okay. I know, performing with us. And uh, we have had some notable guest artists, and some uh, many of our musicians are now playing with major symphonies uh, around the country, and so yeah. especially recently. And so um, you'll see our musicians right now with the Tucson Symphony, I think with the Philadelphia Orchestra mm -hmm. um, in Colorado. And so it's it's nice to see that continuing on. Wow. And is the Battle Creek Symphony the oldest one in the state of Michigan now? It is the oldest continuously operating orchestra in the state of Michigan. It didn't shut down for the Depression. It didn't shut down for the Spanish flu. It didn't shut down for either of the wars uh, or COVID, wow. for that matter. We kept going. Wow. Um, and uh, it is also the 18th oldest orchestra in the United States. Wow. That is, that's quite amazing. So that's um, quite a legacy. So what impact does the Battle Creek Symphony have today in Michigan? One of the things, uh, there's a huge economic impact, which our executive director, Susan Balba, has done a studies on the trickle-down impact as far as how many people are affected in our region. We have people coming from all over the state to perform mm -hmm. and to um, attend the concerts. But we also perform for students, right. and we have done that for many years, in which we'll have up to 3,000 students come every year to attend concerts. It's amazing when they come in and hear an orchestra live. It's really wow. impacted them. We also collaborate with the high school choruses, high school orchestras, and do side-by-sides with them. And the teachers say that it makes a big difference in terms of their understanding of the world and what's out there. One of the things I remember when we did one of these collaborations was a young man who said that the first time he heard the symphony was when he was in elementary school. 
when he was performing. Um, we were doing one of our school uh-huh. concerts, and now he was a senior, and he was performing on stage with the orchestra, and it was a highlight of his senior year. Wow, that's great that the symphony does that because you are bringing up the next generation of musicians that way <laughs> and future conductors, you know, that are going to probably be sitting there in the audience you in the high know. school that yeah. you never know, you know, which one of them is going to be. Well, it's more than that, though. We really try to get kids involved in music because we know that students who are involved in ensembles, band, orchestra, or choir, they're more likely to stay in school. They're... Um, they're less likely to do mm-hmm. drugs because they have a support system there. And the studies have shown that they um, mm-hmm. have shown us to score much higher on their SATs. So we're, we'd love to have future musicians, but even more than that, we're looking to um, kind of inspire people to get involved with music because it really helps them have goals and have a sense of community. And it's, it's wonderful for our community overall. Mm-hmm. Any other stories from the symphony from over the years that you'd like to share that uh, maybe some historically significant performances or from the history of the symphony? So I know that for the 100th anniversary, uh, the orchestra performed Beethoven's um, Ninth Symphony, which is an incredibly um, famous. I know that they did keep going during the Spanish flu because that was a question we had. Uh, we did perform for the opening um, mm-hmm. for the 100th anniversary of Kellogg Company, and we had a new commission for that uh, in which we brought in, um, and the next year we did something called Continental Harmony, in which we had a piece of music that just talked about all the different ethnicities and celebrating the different traditions. Uh, For the anniversary of the W.K. Kellogg Uh Foundation, we brought in the Harlem Boy Choir and performed with them. And recently we had a commission that was really impactful that was chronicling sort of the uh, different stories of African-Americans were telling over the years, starting with the Tulsa massacre and uh, Emmett Till. And it was very powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had our local artists who were telling these stories and narrating with the orchestra. So the symphony sometimes, you know, has the opportunity to really have a voice with the community and sharing uh, stories, and we look forward to doing more of that at, uh, as the time goes forward. Wow. And how does the audience react during a performance? Have you ever uh, gotten any feedback maybe from the performers on stage and what they've seen or observed? Um, any special well, moments? I, I mean, the audience is uh, very loyal here in Battle Creek. That is for sure. And it depends on whether uh-huh. we're doing a gospel concert or you know, the concert last year where we had Cirque performers hanging from the air. I think mm-hmm. that the funniest reaction I've heard was um, <laughs> when I performed last year and, and somebody kept saying, Anne, don't fall, don't fall. But and generally our audiences have a good time. We always, <laughs> people always ask the question, you know, how do you know when to clap? It's like clap when you want. It's, you know, it's, it's very uh, organic. And right. uh, we, we want the audience to have a connection with the orchestra and they do um they really get to know the players a lot of players have been with the orchestra for many many years i think we have somebody who's been in the orchestra since 1958 at uh, still a vibrant member <clears throat> yeah wow. imagine that started when he was just uh but he has some stories to tell yeah. he does he does he's, he's told me some of these stories he's a an amazing man al barney mm-hmm. um he wanted to play 
the violin, and so he he paid for his own lessons uh, with a paper route, okay. uh, and he bought his own instrument. And he's a beloved member of the symphony and also the community chorus, and was a, a piano technician for many years. And every year he would have a piano burning party, oh. which he'd take old. <laughs> Out of out of function pianos and just have a huge bonfire. So he, wow. he's still with the orchestra. Um, there's a, there's quite a few characters who've been through the orchestra over the years. I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about the Battle Creek Symphony is the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter J. Toft is a name that some folks might remember. But, uh, he was the, the concert master of the orchestra for many many years and then stayed within the section. And even when he was too old to play, he would come and sit backstage all dressed up in his tails which was wonderful wow until almost the very end he still came and and attended the orchestra and uh uh, al al is another one i think um so it's it's the people who have been involved with and continue to be involved with it the battle creek residents who make it you know part of their own but we also have wonderful people who travel from all over the country really we have people coming from new york Chicago, wow. California, and there it's it's really a wonderful orchestra, and it's got quite a reputation for quality and excitement, and that's one of the reasons I think that our audiences love it so much. Wow! So, how many performances do you do a season? We typically do six performances a season. Okay, and then oftentimes we go into the schools, and we do small performances with small groups for the schools. So we do as, as many as 35 of those. Okay. Of course, during COVID, we had to put those to a stop and we're slowly ramping those up again. Okay. So now we're rolling into the 125th season. Can you give us some insight and in what people might be able to expect from the symphony in this special season that's coming up here? Our first concert is September 30th. Okay. And that's the concert. It's called The Musical Time Machine. That's right up your alley. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Uh, and this is the one that they're pulling a lot of pieces from their legacy of 125 years. Is that right? Yes, okay. that's right. So we'll have Maya Anjali Buchanan. She's our guest artist. She's a violinist. Uh-huh. She'll be performing uh, five pieces from different decades with us. Okay. And then um, I said this is where we'll be doing the the videos of images of Battle Creek and historic uh, images, really iconic uh, images throughout history tied to each piece in each decade. And then in November 4th, we're going to be having the glory and the grandeur, which is just going to be a big celebration of curated pieces, some of the favorite pieces of the orchestra and myself to share with our audiences, all of the pieces were written during the time that the Battle Creek Symphony has been in existence. Wow. And we're going to have over 100 percussion instruments on stage Wow! that are going to be performing something that's called, I think, 12 Minutes of Percussion Dynamite. It's wow. <laughs> that ought to be, wow. So that's November 4th. It'll be really something. Um, I did, I should have mentioned in September, we're also going to have as our guests the Ribbon um, Dance Group. Um, from and also uh, dr- dancers, woodland dancers from the Nadawasepi Huron Band of the Potawatomi. Oh, great! Will be performing with us, 
And they have chosen the 1990s for the decade that they want to represent because that is the year that the Potawatomi um, Nadwasepi band was recognized as a tribe. Absolutely. 1994. Yep, that's a very important year for them. Yeah. So they're joining us in December. We're going to have a holiday pops concert. Uh, we will have the Lakeview Choirs joining us, Lakeview High School, huh. the Battle Creek Community Chorus. Uh, we'll have Jordan Hamilton, who is a professional cellist slash hip-hop performer who has an amazing electric cello. Wow. He's going to do an inspiring medley. Uh, Christiane Knoll, who is a Broadway singer, and the Sherry Rarick Dance Company singers, uh, wow. uh, dancers who will be performing with us. Wow. And so you as the music director, um, you organize all of these events? I do. Uh, I do. I have a wonderful staff who helps me, Mm -hmm. but it is my job uh, to come up with the final decision about what we perform. Wonderful. Wow. That must be uh, interesting and and also challenging because there's probably some great pieces and, you know, that'd be like going to a big candy store every time you want to Put on a show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's a, an apt um, description. I always think about it as having put you for friends, but right. I think a candy store might even be a better description. Yeah, a musical candy store. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. So I might use that for a title sometime, Michael. Oh, good. Yeah. That. There you go. There you go. Just give me credit or something like that. Um, well, <laughs> I <that's>, will. <laughs> so that that's wonderful. So. You have those three performances, and then are there more that are in the works for the the spring of 2024? Uh, is that the plan? Or Yes, absolutely. Uh, February 10th, we're going to have Be My Valentine okay. with the Grand Rapids Ballet. April 20th, uh, we'll have a Celtic Crossing. Oh. Uh, we're going to have a Celtic Connection with um, an Illin Piper, which is an Irish version of the bagpipes much softer. You've heard it in Titanic and uh, any movie that has anything to do with Ireland is the traditional instrument of Ireland, as long as well as fiddle and guitar. Okay. And we're going to have the Midwest Pipe Band, who actually rehearses here in Battle Creek, their regional pipe band of Scottish Highland pipes and drums. They will be um, entertaining us from outside because they have a massive sound in uh escorting us into the building for the beginning of the concert. So it should be a lot of fun as well as a big party to celebrate our 100th anniversary, 125th anniversary, which took place, as you said, on February 16th. And you can find all of this and more at battlecreeksymphony.org. Got all the concerts, a lot of backstory as far as what to expect. So uh, that's battlecreeksymphony.org. And they can find uh, the tickets on there as well for the events if they... Yep. Okay, great. They can pick out their seats right online, mm-hmm. or they can give us a call at 269-963-1911. That's, that's great. So I will make sure I put the links to that in the show note descriptions, folks, so that you can check out the tickets for the times that fit your calendar, well, you. but there's going to be a lot of fun. Those, the, all of those events sound wonderful. I mean, the one in, at the end of September here sounds exciting, but 
the Celtic one also uh, piques my interest, and also the holiday concert. So I may have to be in the audience at the Thank symphony yes, this year it's... a few more times. So. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yes, we'd love to have you. So I think it is. There's something for everybody, certainly this year, mm-hmm. uh, whether t- you're a first time concert goer or, you know, a long time aficionado. Uh, we really are trying to provide things that are, are going to be a lot of fun. Very powerful. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of great history with the Battle Creek Symphony. I'm uh very happy that you guys are doing so well and you made it through the COVID years. A lot of places had a difficult Thank time you. during that time. And um, it's, it was very difficult waters to navigate for any organization. So it's good to see that you guys are uh, back up and running again. You got some exciting programs for people. Uh, any last minute things you'd like to tell people about the symphony before we wrap up today? Oh, I think, uh, I think that probably just about covers it, but I want to thank you, Michael, for giving me the time to mm-hmm. talk about my favorite organization. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the amazing history. I mean, Battle Creek is a very special place. Yeah. And I think that that's why the Battle Creek Symphony has uh, endured uh, so many changes throughout history and has thrived. And I'm just thrilled and honored to be a part of it. And I do encourage everybody to come. If you haven't been or haven't been for a while, you, you're missing out. I'll just yeah. say that. So you don't want to, uh, it's going to be an absolutely incredible season. That's great. Thanks again for yeah. having me. Yeah. You know, and on the Battle Creek, at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum, we have our music legacy wall in our new history education center. And on that wall is the logo of the Battle Creek Symphony on the music legacy wall from Battle Creek's. I saw. Yeah. Thank you. So that's. Uh, yes, I love that display. It's really impressive. Yeah. Very important part of the Battle Creek history. So. Why, thank you for coming on today. I have been speaking with Ann Harrigan from the Battle Creek Symphony. She is the music director. She's been there for over two decades, bringing outstanding musical performances. And she's part of an incredible institution that is entering its 125th season. So I will put the links to where you can get tickets and find out more about the Battle Creek Symphony. And I really would encourage you to at least check out one of the performances because it is a special experience. And they do a great job of really making you feel that you are drifting away with the music for the evening. So if you would like to reach out to me, you could find me at michaeldelaware.com. I am always happy to hear from my listeners. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. <laughs>